Hey, hear that? That's no music. Because uh, we, season three. I can't believe we got we made it to a third season of these. Um, it still kind of walks without it because now I like doing these outdoors. I used to get all angry at the wind. There's wind hitting the microphone right now, but I just I'm learning to not care. And because I'm learning to not care, makes me feel like I want to make this a new season. Because I would like this... Oh, by the way, the, the music... Uh, the new music... Um, okay, it's Just Got Lucky by the Joe Boxes. And I don't know if you know this, but I know this because I'm old. That uh, there was this little bit of time back in the 80s where it was uh, like a trend for uh, bands in England to act like and look like and dress like they just came off a farm in the 1930s. It was, it's like uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners and Wide Boy Awake, who did a song called Chicken Outlaw, which I can never get out of my head. Right now, you got to go YouTube that. Do YouTube that after this, or you could just hit hit pause on this podcast and go look up Chicken Outlaw by Wide Boy Awake, and get infected by that tune in your head. And Joe Boxes were the same way. They look like they should be uh, either from Oklahoma during uh, the Dust Bowl. With combine that with uh, the cast of Newsies, where the from the 1930s trying to sell newspapers in the middle of a big city that's filled with crime and decay, but they're all dancing because I, I guess they're young and they sort of know that like trading sexual favors for money is it's just it's part of the climate. You know what can you do? See now I feel bad that I'm starting out season three with a comment like that. But see, that's what the whole reason I'm doing a new, a new season here is because I want to try to emphasize how lucky we are relative to people where real bad things happened, and that also there are nice things to talk about. Like right now, I'm walking across a big empty soccer field. There's no groups of kids and screaming parents make a noise today and it's Sunday. So what is miracle is this? I don't know, but see, you just get lucky sometimes that you get a whole place like this to yourself. And I'm talking, this is like two football fields across. This is really crazy how much space I got around me and there's no one, no one else. And it could be, I mean, there's been days when You get like four or five soccer games happening at once because they just do them side by side. And you put all them parents screaming together and you just think war broke out. But, oh, now I'm looking down at mushrooms. I really am, there's, in in the grass, there's mushrooms and they're like perfectly shaped, small mushrooms. They could be Alice in Wonderland, the caterpillar coming out. And they look tasty but not gonna do it you know part of getting old is getting wise I think if I were a teenager I might have said oh what the hell let's see what these do anyway one of the reasons I want to start emphasizing nice things and being lucky is because just a couple days ago I got so angry and I'm not I'm trying to not 
tell it angry. But you remember how I did that episode on global warming and I lost half my subscribers. And I lost half my subscribers just because I admitted that I have no idea. It's all very complicated. And I was looking at both sides. And I was getting information and tried like, okay, how much has the temperature changed, really changed, before, after they adjusted, or with the whatever model, or this model or that model that they're using. And also, what are the real effects of one degree, two degrees? warmer like what does it actually do and is the upside downside what's going on and I just I admitted like I am I'm confused right but whether or not there should be global warming in such a way that the population is either discomforted or significantly reduced maybe even a little bit reduced I mean is that what we actually want I don't know so that was the pie right and half the people listen to podcasts just said okay that's it this person does not fall into line with all of my rigidly dogmatic beliefs so I can't listen to them anymore and at the same time well actually later right months later they got these people talking like the this congressman, I think Nadler, Nadler, whatever, he said that climate change is going to reduce this planet to just bacteria. Like getting our hopes up with things, saying things like that. But we know that they're on this, they got this right, like not a, a teacher, she's at this climate thing and she says, you know, we're teaching kids. Uh, that about history and stuff and there is no future that they're gonna ever get to because of climate change all these these people not only saying things that would make us go really because maybe that's you know they get us looking forward to something happening bad and then you know they say planet got 10 years left another 10 years pass and then they say, planet got 10 years left, start now. Because I I'm, I'm, see, there's a thing about me being old too, not only knowing about the Joe Boxes and that trend about having all the all the, the bands trying to look like, you know, they live in a covered wagon and they come out with the fiddle. They really did, Dexys Midnight Runners, they had a fiddler. It was, uh, it did not catch on, let's say the fiddler in the the new wave 80s band that didn't that did not take off um so no they they keep all they do is every 10 years they say the planet's got another 10 years they've been doing this since the 80s and 90s and i happen to know that because i was there and i was getting this shoved in my face when i was a kid and then shoved in my face as a teenager, shoved in my face in my 20s, my 30s. It's always 10, 12 years, and then forget it. And we're always waiting for that. Okay, that means 10, 12 years from now, where we're shutting down idiot culture because we can't do electricity anymore, and we gotta go back to being serious people. But no, 10 years later, 12 years later, it's just a world with more idiocy and more gadgets, and more electricity, and more internet connectivity. So they're teasing us with this. 
they get to say that idiot crap and I I say something totally reasonable that just says I don't know and I get and I get the a losing subscriber and they get more famous more notoriety I mean I'm even talking about it so that shows you that they got quoted they get they get promoted for saying stuff that's nonsense and the people who are going to be on the side going I I mean I, you know what I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff I don't know nah there's no room for us anymore so getting all angry on that having all those idiots and they had these oh man they had these artists in Berlin I think it was Berlin Germany they were Germans. They, wherever Germans go, they bring Germany with them, I think. So they're there standing on blocks of ice with nooses around their neck. And the ice is melting. And they're showing like, aha, this is, see, time's running out and the human race is going to die. I mean, it's just like every 10 years, they got another way to package, though we only got 10 years. So you think I'm maybe stepping on your toes? Because you might be really feeling like climate change is something that people get to unify and declare that we're good people. We want to save the planet. And then just people like me who've lived too long. We've just seen it. The doom, the pronouncement of doom every 10 years. It's another 10 years. So I, I know. 2030 and you know planet's gonna pretty much look like this when I'm looking around at just with more screaming idiots and more superficial YouTube fame and more Instagram and might even be something else in Instagram they'll call it like super sudden thing I got a plane taking off can you hear that see now I don't care take off planes this way that way I don't you know because I am actually relative to really poor bastards I'm I'm you know I'm lucky and you're lucky and there are nice things to feel lucky about and we're gonna do it we are gonna be lucky people we're gonna find ways so I want to tell you about my first attempt I was getting angry at all these climate people doing it again and everyone's saying oh you're my hero especially young people who haven't been through the doom and gloom pronouncement over and over and over like oh you're my hero you're speaking up for the human race against the evil oil slash corporations slash bond supervillains out there who don't care about the planet and want it destroyed. I, we know they're out there. That's what these you know, people are saying. <sighs> so I'm getting angry about that and I'm thinking, you know what? Why be angry? Why? With that thing that, uh, God, let me try to remember his name. Now I feel bad. I was supposed to remember his name right away, but he was a South African leader who was in prison for a long time. Mandela, damn it. It's not because I don't want to remember him. It's because I, I drink. So, um, some of the memory banks are a little soggy. 
But I don't drink for these. I don't drink during the day. On certain days I do, but... Anyway, he said that animosity is like... and bitterness. It's like drinking poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. So... I always try to remember that. And I think, well, okay. You know, I'm not gonna be the one grinding my teeth and getting angry at idiots. Because there's no, there's never gonna be a shortage. They're never gonna run out. It's an infinite supply of idiots and things to be angry about. So I'm gonna treat myself nice. So this is what I did. You know, the arcades, the old classic arcades, they all, the dying. A lot of the ones I went to, Family Fun Arcade. Uh, two, there were like two arcades named that. There was Family Arcade down in Vermont, Family Fun Arcade. And talk a little bit about those in the Blood and Muppet audiobook, especially to have the one on Vermont. I think I, maybe I go to it in the book. I can't remember, again, because of the drinking. But arcades have been starting to get replaced by barcades. Now I'm all for these, right? I like them because uh, what they do is they tend to keep their games in pretty top shape because it's an enthusiast thing. So there's a pinball arcade uh, called On Tilt. It's behind a Korean all-you-can-eat restaurant on Van Nuys Boulevard. And I like that. And there's, uh, see, there's 82 downtown LA. Now I know about these and I've been to them. And I like them because I do all my drinking before I go in. And I go out to the parking lot to get more drinking going so that I never have to pay the the price for drinking at the bar. So to me, see, they have the games kind of cheap. Like uh, on tilt, 50 cent pinball and like the super new ones. And uh, 82 just dropping quarters in these classic video games because they want you there hitting stuff up at the bar because the margins on that is real real big for them so you know i i pre-game and then i go outside drink come back in so i'm getting to play old-timey arcade prices all across the board and you know i'm i'm a nice well-behaved guy so I, i don't think they mind but um there's a new one downtown LA. It's called uh, Two Bit Circus, and I've been hearing a lot about this because apparently it's weird in there. And I thought I don't like going into places where it's weird and you got to interact with people to understand what you're supposed to do. But then, no, other people having fun there. Why? What am I doing waiting? You know, waiting for some magical happiness to descend upon me. That's never going to happen. But I can get it little by little. Get little doses of it by going and doing the things that other people do to have fun. They give them a try. So I went to Two Bit Circus. It's in downtown LA, in a part of downtown LA, where I'm telling you, 20 years ago, it was like Bronx Warriors 1999. It was literally people going by on motorcycles with shotguns like all the bad gang activity you ever seen in 80s movies 90s movies it was right in that area downtown LA where it's like used to be just abandoned warehouses and alleys where you would guarantee never come out again if you went down that alley 
Well, now they're building it up, and I don't know where all these young people get money. Gotta be trust funds or something. Because they're all getting condos downtown. And they, they have places like Two-Bit Circus. Now, I, I pull into the parking lot a Two-Bit Circus. By pull into the parking lot, what I mean is I park right outside the parking lot because I'm not sure if I have to pay to go into that parking lot yet. And I'm not having them get cash off me right away. But there's open parking space right across from it. So I park there on the street. And I walk in to the parking lot. And I see... Not only is outside the building look, you know, kind of nice, definitely looks new. They got two security guards in that parking lot. Two security guards. That means that this place wants you to feel safe, secure, and that you can just pull up any time with your date and you're not getting hassled. I mean, it does show you kind of that downtown LA is still that dangerous place. And yet, and yet, Two security guards. I am impressed. Oh, that's a big plane taking off. It's got like a little grid globe on the tail. I'm, but that's all I see. I don't know what, what airline that is. It looks like the kind of globe that'd be in Tron. You know, just lines like vector graphics. Uh, see, vector way back in the day, it used to mean the video game, like asteroids that it was just lines and as opposed to pixels see our oh, sprites is what he, we call them sprites see it's an arcade theme so I'm giving you a little footnotes here well two security guards I'm impressed that's that's a level of safety that I could pull in here and park anytime on a Saturday night even now go inside and I got the thing right up front which is like a little countertop with people behind it, touchscreen computer around them. So you know, I just can't come in here and start dropping coins. I gotta go through whatever. Gotta go through the whole sign-up process or this or that. And I do, And but they're nice, right? The young people, these millennials, when they wanna be nice, they're really nice. Uh, so they're like, hey, welcome, Two-Bit Circus. This is, and I gotta tell them like, okay, how much money I want to put on a card and then I take the card around to the video games now you're thinking okay well I go in and it's already a kind of a hassle but I'm not thinking it I'm not feeling the hassle because as soon as I walked in right to my left was a row of pinball machines a couple of which you don't really see that much anymore and then uh, I'm thinking oh I get to play these pinball machines because no one's playing them right they're there sort of is almost I don't know, museum pieces, but I, I'm going to be playing every one of them. So she asked me, all right, how much money you want to put on one of these cards? I'm like, you know what, I'm somewhere between uh, and shoot the works. I'm somewhere between those two feelings. So I say, 10 bucks. I don't know if you can hear this backing up beep noise we got across the thing over there. One of these days I'm going to do a podcast on the backing up beep noise but it's going to be a podcast where I have to prepare for I like I have to go to the gym or something because I'm going to get so angry on that podcast that I to try to finish it without collapsing from some sort of blood pressure oxygen sweat thing I don't know anyhow but for now we're talking about a time when I was going out to be happy going to two-bit circus 
So I said, oh, I don't know, 10 bucks. I had to put 10 bucks on one of these cards. And uh, the 10 bucks on a the card, there was no fee for the card. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's nice, right? 10 bucks, get the card. So now I got 10 bucks on this little plastic credit card thing. I go to the pinball machines and I got to tap the card against this surface to get a credit going. And uh, turns out it's about 75 cents a game when I translate the points in, because they, they don't say money on the card, they say how many points you get. So translating the points, about 75 cents a game. I'm thinking, well, that's not bad. I mean, they could have screwed me for a lot more. Right, the mood I was in, I'm paid. And I have seen, like Dave and Buster's, sometimes they'll get you drinking and wandering up to games where you're doing two and three get bucks a shot. Even the pinball games were a buck when they had the South Park pinball machine in there. But I digress. So I'm playing pinball, a couple games of pinball. And the machines are in okay shape, pretty good, right? Definitely nothing obviously broken on the play fields. And uh, I was playing a couple of them. And all the while I'm looking across into the other part of that arcade. And what they got down there, most of this big floor space, is a whole bunch of sectioned off areas that really have nothing in them. They look kind of, they're strangely lit, like a 80s sort of disco feel. I know 80s wasn't really disco, but in the 80s when they showed nightclubs in those old 80s movies, they got the purple and the blue lights kind of down low. That's what it looked like over there. And people over there were having fun in a way that I could obviously see and hear even from very far away. And where I was over by the pinball machines was a long way away. And I was by myself. And liking it, don't get me wrong, I play pinball machines by myself for weeks. But I did think that since I came in here for the express purpose of finding happiness, why don't I give it a shot, go over there and try one of the things that everyone else is trying. And you know what I'm talking about. The VR goggles, the virtual reality games. That's what's going on over there. And I just, I hate having to even figure stuff out when I'm out having fun. But see, I'm thinking, well, maybe this is, it. you know, this is a new day, right? Look, now we got season three, just because of what I did. So, ooh, that's a, that's a really speedy looking little jet. Wow. That almost looks like something you would throw if you were an assassin throwing them little jets at people. Anyhow. So I went over there and it's a whole new desk and countertop that you go to first. And it's a nice girl there and she points at a menu and the menu's got all these games listed, little thumbnail and the games too. And they don't list it in points. They list it in prices. Because that's actually nice of them that they don't try to hide how much you're about to spend so there's some of these VR games we're talking 20 bucks and it gives you an expected amount of time so 20 bucks some of these things they run like 30 minutes the whole whatever you're doing and I'm looking at these 
and I'm trying to look at what the games are and trying to understand, but what I'm really looking at is the price. Because I'm like, well, I have a feeling I might not click with these things, but I do want to try one. I had about eight bucks left on my card. I actually had to put one buck more on it to get to eight bucks because way down at the bottom of this menu, we get the $8 thing. Cheapest thing you could do. I decided, okay, that'll be the one I do because I already essentially spent that money. It's on my card. The thing was called Birdly. Not Birdie. I was calling it Birdie in my head and I was saying Birdie to people there. But on the way out, I saw there was an L. So it's Birdly. So I said, okay, I'll do the $8 one. Uh, look, it's, what is it? It looks like I'm a, I'm a bird. And she said, yeah, you pretend you're a bird. I thought, oh, well, it's something you don't do every day. So I, I coughed up everything on the card plus the extra dollar. And then I got a little paper receipt. And she said, oh, this is the, you want to talk to that person? She pointed to this blonde-haired girl. And I thought, mm, okay, I'll go talk to her. Right, and I go and say, oh, that, they said I'm supposed to go and see you. And her name was Anne. I guess I could say that, right? Because I'm not saying her last name. I guess I could go talk to you. To, I mean, I guess you're the one I'm, I need to talk to here. I got the receipt. You're supposed to set me up on the bird. She said, yeah, come on with me. She's real friendly, right? And we go to the corner. And I'm looking at this contraption, and I know right away. Uh, I might have picked the wrong one because it's a weird thing. At first, I'm thinking gynecological exam, the way that it looks, but that, you know, obviously it's not gonna be that. She wants me, first thing I do, is to lay down on my front, on like my stomach, on these planks that are going out like a crucifix. Because then you're like, you're flying a bird, you're flying, you know, belly down, right? You're flying, you don't, you're not flying on your back. However, I never get on my front for any reason. I just don't. I, I never have a need to. Maybe if I'm trying to get something that rolled under the bed. But I sleep on my back like a vampire. I never move when I sleep. I lay down on my back and I wake up in exactly that same position with my hands crossed across my front like a vampire. Just that's the way I sleep. So because of that, whenever I'm on my front, it's like, what the hell is this? Who flipped the world over? And ow, my ribs aren't supposed to be touching stuff. This is, what is this? I, I don't take my weight like this. I feel like I'm slowly getting crushed just by laying on this thing. Now these are going to my head, but I'm not doing any of this to this nice, uh, this nice young lady. Because, um, you know, anything I got going on in my head, it's not her fault. And I gotta take off my cap, because I'm gonna put the headset on. And she's explaining it to me. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to remember this. This is $8. I got to remember all the things. So, okay, it was weird. It was like, if you point your pinky to when you're holding the things out on the extended wings, because you got to spread your arms out like wings, point your pinky down to the ground, you raise up, point your thumb down, you, you dip, right? And uh, you got to flap your wings. It really does. It has flaps. The arm, thing, arm things go up and down. And then you got to put your feet back, and the thing's going to tilt this way and that way. And she puts the vi uh, I'm laying on this thing and going, okay, hurry up. I'm about to, I don't know. I think blood's rushing to weird parts. 
just not sex wise I mean like I don't know I feel like just a container of fluid that got flipped the wrong way and now I just I'm out of sorts so she puts the headset on and I look and I'm hoping for this big world wonderful world to go flopping around in in the bird and you know what it is it's the same thing when I put on the headset at the Fry's Electronic uh, one time I went there and I did it because I must have been day drinking I don't know what would make me put on a public headset like that it looks like you're looking through a screen door it's a whole bunch of dots and everything's a little foggy and you can't see very far and the uh, polygons making up these dinosaurs because you are flying in a, a, a dinosaur world dinosaurs don't really do anything to you it's like brontosaurus is just munching on something and you're flying by a brontosaurus everything's kind of I don't know bland I mean I wish I could say that it was a, this magical world I got to fly through but it looked like um, you know top of the line video game from 1996 and I know why, because the, the, they got to do two different monitors, for, one for each eye, and the, the things like resolution and refresh rate and all that stuff. I know it gets really tough to do VR, and this is what I get maybe for choosing the cheapest one. It was maybe the, v, the first VR thing they ever put out in public, like got on a 2012, and it's still hanging around. This That's a loud one. And yeah, I, I do live next next to an airport, so I get this around the clock. But speaking of flying, I started off, and you're dipping, and I'm flapping my arms, and I'm getting the up and down, like I'm learning how to dive, and learning how to ascend. And to get a little fun out of this, I'm trying to fly as close to a dinosaur as I can. Like I want to almost skim right across the top of its little head. Now, she, while I'm doing this, right, she's warning me, don't, you get too close, you're gonna crash. Now, if you crash, it just resets after a few seconds. There's no points or anything, right? So I should have just went full speed right into the side of a dinosaur, just to see. Right, do I get anything from that, like a little jolt? Or do I just get a blank screen for a little bit with a little loading circle? Well, I skimmed a couple dinosaurs, and then there was a waterfall. So I'm flapping my arms to get speed going so I could try to get to the waterfall. And then it was over. Felt like it was two minutes. Now, I was sober, so I could. that makes things a little more analytical but this arcade of the future spending eight bucks for a couple minutes laying down on a board and putting a headset on it I mean if I'd had 40 minutes as a bird maybe starting halfway through that 40 minutes I could have started feeling like oh Man, this is, I'm sort of weightless, or less weighted, and 
sawing around. But the two minutes I had on this thing, I was just getting to where I could learn how to point toward a dinosaur's head, but not quite, and just sort of get near it. And um, I was looking around at all the people doing the VR, these young people, like 20, like 22, 23, all these young people and all these VR setups that these are like the $20 ones. And they're there for a whole night, spending a couple hundred bucks. And then I'm driving home from Two Bit Circus, you know, a little bit happy, because I did the thing that I set out to do, and I did it all the way. I did one of the VR things, but I'm driving home through downtown Los Angeles, which 20 years ago I wouldn't have done on a bet, not even with my car doors locked. So they'll run at your car with a brick and smash the window and start grabbing at you and stabbing at you. That's how downtown LA was back in the day. Now I'm driving by these new hotels, the whole LA Live area where they got the Staples Center and the Microsoft Theater and these huge condos that they just build more and more of these condos. And I know how expensive those condos are because I looked it up. You would not, you would think I'm joking. For people to live right in the middle of what is still on the fringe, it's still squalor. Right, you've seen the footage of the homeless in downtown, the rows and rows of tents. And legally now they pass laws that there's nothing you can do to these people who put up a tent on the sidewalk. You can't, you can't ask them to leave. That's why those tents are there and these tent cities start up. It's because whatever it would take for even a city official to approach someone in one of these tents. That would have to be a new law crafted because the laws they got on the books right now is for people can live. Now, I know I rip on the homeless because some of them have aggressive behaviors which are uncalled for. Even if you're poor, especially if you're poor, but I know some people got troubles. They got crazy troubles, mental troubles. So look, there's no one size fits all to any appreciable estimation of any problem in the world ever. Homeless being one of these problems. As I'm driving away through downtown Los Angeles and I'm looking at these tall condos that I could work for 20 years even an office job, and never even get close to affording. And these young people got it, and I just don't don't know how. Like, is it? They gotta have parents who had money, and the parents died, and they left them it. Cause it can't be. They can't be getting. Are they all getting money from the internet? Is that? It does the internet just print money for people? If you know what software to use. I, how do they do it? These condos, they got a they got a first floor lobby that's like expensive restaurants and and you wouldn't even call them supermarkets, specialty food boutiques. Oh man. Just the day your daily rent and your daily food budget. Oh Christ. I don't know. So I'm driving away through all of those 
super posh condo places and driving alongside the rows of tents right before getting on the freeway. And now I'm beginning to feel like I'm so much closer to the people in the tent than I am to ever get in a condo. Like if I were putting this on a line, the dot on the far right side, which is you live in a tent because you're homeless, because you can't get rent, you can't rent anywhere. And way over on the left, which is you get a condo top floor somewhere in downtown Los Angeles. I am so much closer to the homeless dot. I don't know, it made me start to think things. And one of the things it made me think, here we go, hit it. There. One of the things it made me think is how lucky I am to not be there yet. I still got, I still got this apartment above the donut shop. And the, the guys like me, I've never been late on rent. Never. Uh, maybe one time when the guy, I couldn't find the guy to give it to him. Because it was, they went, they went back to China for something. But then it, it was just, it was on them. It wasn't on me. Right, so other than that, never been late for rent. And they know I'm never playing music loud or doing stuff like that. They're the ones screaming when they're making donuts down below me. So because of all that, I got a chance to feel lucky that I'm not yet in a tent. Because man, I am one degree removed. Though I would be a nice homeless person, I'd be very polite. You know, I wouldn't be like screaming at people and going crazy. I'd just be like, ah, oh, damn it, I'm in a tent. Damn it, I've got to try to get it out of here. Get, get some sort of job or apartment or something. I'd be thinking about that so much, I wouldn't even have time to yell at people about things I can't understand. They, they don't see, but I see and I don't know. Although maybe that's coming too. Thing about going crazy is that, of course, there probably aren't very many warning signs because they would feel normal to you, right? But until then, until we're crazy and homeless, let's feel lucky that we live somewhere, right? There it is. That's season premiere <laughs> for episode of one of season three. Boom feeling lucky and now I do because I get to go back indoors and uh, close the door and no one can come in there someone tried it you have to call the cops someone tries coming into your tent and you're homeless it's like get out of here but what am I gonna do if they're bigger than me and if there's two of them so you too you feel lucky that you got a place and I'll feel lucky that I got a place and we'll keep feeling lucky on this podcast together. Yeah, thanks for listening. This was kind of a long one. The last one was a long one, too. Um, I'll try to make them maybe shorter. Get right to the point. Oh, now I'm looking at a crow. Just one little crow wobbling around by himself on the soccer field. It's like Albert as a crow. So I mean, doing. Wandering around soccer field going, ah other crows where did they get all that crow food how did they afford it their crow parents must have died and left them bags of crow food yes. see you next time never oh excuse me I was... <laughs> sorry what can we we all biological right never got famous.com see you uh, next time 
see you on the other side. Bye.